It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Saints, your daily New Orleans Saints podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is good, Huda Nation, and welcome to Locked On Saints, brought to you by the Locked On Podcast Network. Ross Jackson here at Ross Jackson ASC on Twitter, your host, covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Saints, like nobody else does it every single Monday through Friday. Lead analyst over at AllSaintsConsidered.com. And as always, welcome to all of our first-time listeners, as well as to all of those of you who have been supporting me from the jump. Houdet family, and welcome in to Friday's edition of Locked On Saints, our final episode of the week. And y'all, I am not going to lie, it has been a long week, and I am beat. We are going to keep this episode pretty short to get you ready ready for the weekend ahead, but make sure you come back on Monday. We'll take a deeper look at the Texans. We're also going to welcome Karen Loftus back to the show to help preview the game that evening, but today we've got a pair of injury reports to go over, who's been upgraded, and who's looking like they might not see some week one action, and what the Saints might do in their stead. Then after that abysmal opening night Thursday game between the Bears and Packers, let's talk about why it's important for the Saints to avoid a slow start and how they can do it. Then we'll wrap up with your questions from the Locked on Saints Facebook group. We got all that and a little bit of land yet for you on today's episode of Locked on Saints, your team every day. And before we begin, don't forget that opening week is brought to you by Mack Weldon. Mack Weldon is a premier men's essentials brand that believes in smart design and premium fabrics. And simply put, Mack Weldon is better than whatever you're wearing right now. Use the promo code Locked On, and it'll get you 20% off at MacWeldon.com. The Saints have released a pair of injury reports ahead of Monday night's game, and we'll expect to get one more on Saturday, tomorrow as well. But let's dive into what the Saints had to share about their players, as well as some injuries that they're dealing with right now. So we'll start off at the top of this list here with Mario Edwards Jr., who did not practice either Thursday or Friday with a hamstring injury. We'll come back to him. Zach Line had a knee injury and was limited in Thursday, but upgraded to full participation on Friday. That's good news. Craig Robertson, who has a hamstring injury. We heard about him hearing something pop or feeling like something pop. So knowing that it's a hamstring injury, you know, you want to go light on that. So he's been limited both Thursday and Friday. Alex Anzalone dealing with that shoulder injury limited on Thursday, but upgraded to full participation on Friday. And then Sheldon Rankins with his Achilles limited in both days. We know that we're not expecting to see him week one. And then finally, Dwayne Washington, who suffered a concussion during the preseason, as well as an ankle injury, was full participation in both Thursday and Friday's practice. So let's back up to the beginning of this list here, Mario Edwards Jr. dealing with that hamstring injury, did not practice Thursday nor Friday. Very unlikely at this point that we're going to see him during Monday night's game, and that leaves the Saints very thin along the defensive interior, which is already the, the position group that I've always been raising questions about throughout this offseason. Right now, they'd be down going into the first game of the year with Mario, down Mario Edwards Jr., Sheldon Rankins, and of course, David Onyemata, who suspended for the first game. So that leaves them with Malcolm Brown, Taylor Stallworth, and Shai 
Tuttle. Now, this could be one of the reasons why they ended up keeping Shy Tuttle on the roster because he can play three tech. You can get him in there and he can be one of those guys that can help get you some pass rush from the defensive interior. Malcolm Brown has that ability as well. And then you've got Taylor Sawworth and Malcolm Brown who can also play that nose tackle role. So they should still have enough of a rotation, not to mention Trey Hendrickson can play inside in those NASCAR packages as well as Marcus Davenport or Cameron Jordan for that matter. So you have some flexibility, you have some versatility along the defensive line, but it's definitely going to be a point of interest for me while watching this game to see how that interior holds up, especially because the Texans should go after it. The Texans should attack it. They don't have the best run game uh, available to them with Lamar Miller out and they brought in Carlos Hyde and Duke Johnson, who's a little bit more effective in the passing game. But you can run between the tackles with Carlos Hyde. And especially if you're you know, dealing with a team that's going to be really thin in their interior, you're going to attack that. So the Saints are going to have to see exactly how quickly Shy Tuttle can step up. Did Taylor Stallworth continue his trajectory from his successful undrafted rookie season? Did Malcolm Brown learn everything that he needed to learn about this Saints defense in order to be effective week one? Lots of questions to be answered there. And also, can the linebackers step up and become a part of the run-stopping force in this game? Because they're very much going to have to sort of help supplement that. And there's good news around that. As we heard, Alex Anzalone upgraded to full participation with that shoulder injury. We know that Craig Robertson is, you know, very likely not going to play in this game as well, but that's okay because they're still going to have five linebackers in that rotation. They usually carry one inactive anyway uh, in terms of that linebacker position. So if Craig Robertson's not ready, you keep him on the inactive list for the game day inactive, and then you're fine going in there with the five guys that you have. AJ Klein does not show up on this injury report, which means he is practicing and he is fine as well. So the Saints should have all of their starters back at the second level. That's going to be incredibly helpful for them as a means of trying to supplement what they're missing here along the defensive interior. And who knows? You know, maybe Shy Tuttle did pick up everything that he needed to pick up. He was apparently impressive, like we talked about yesterday, over the last week or week and a half of practice, or I guess two or two and a half weeks of practice. So maybe, or training camp. So maybe he steps up and he becomes a part of that run stopping force on his own. And then that second level continues to do what it does and cover the field and you know play with their heads on fire and get all over the place maybe they're able to continue to do that but certainly something to continue to watch and good news to know that Alex Anzalone is back because he's a big part of what helps that second level work and that's going to help sort of provide that backup for the defensive interior if they begin struggling during this game and then I know that some people were concerned as well about Latavius Murray and Jared Cook they also don't show up on this injury report which means they were full participation and they've been fine so there's nothing to be concerned about there Jared Cook mentioned that he's been practicing all week and he's excited to get out on the field basically saying that yeah he's going to be out there so nothing to be worried about there that's also good news for your fantasy teams if you drafted Jared Cook you can expect him to have a pretty solid game coming out in his first action in the black and gold as well working with this new offense well new offense for him so lots of reasons to be excited about what you're seeing in terms of personnel for the Saints we'll get one more injury report tomorrow it is worth mentioning that Friday today's injury report which included a couple of upgrades was from a walkthrough so it is a little bit of an estimation and we'll get a really really good look at who to expect to see Monday after tomorrow's injury report drops on Saturday so we'll take a look at that and then we'll have that for you on Monday's episode where we continue to cover what's going on ahead of the Saints opening week action all right y'all so that does it for today's look at the injury report coming up next we're going to talk about the Saints getting an early fast start on this week one Monday night game to avoid the type of debacle that we had to watch in last night's opening Thursday night action but first y'all already know that NFL season is here which means crossover Wednesdays are back and for the entire regular NFL season you'll get a special episode 
episode every Wednesday as the hosts from Opposing Sides meet up to preview the excitement of the games happening that week. Find your favorite team wherever you get your favorite podcasts and be sure not to miss the NFL listeners favorite segment. It's time to celebrate. Football is finally back in DraftKings. The leader in one-day fantasy football has huge week one contests this Sunday that you will not want to miss. To kick off the season, DraftKings is giving new users a free shot at $2 million in prizes with your first deposit when you use the code Locked On during signup. Draft your lineup and feel the sweat like never before. Every throw, run, and catch mean more with a DraftKings lineup on the line. And it's very simple. You just draft your lineup, stay under the salary, cap and see how your team stacks up against the competition. Plus, all new and existing users get a deposit bonus of up to $500. That's some extra cash for you to play with this football season and nothing adds to the sweat of watching a game quite like having your shot at $2 million in prizes. Download the DraftKings app now and use code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N and for a limited time, both new and existing users can get a deposit bonus of up to $500 and new users don't miss out on this extra special week one bonus. Enter the code Locked on to get a free shot at $2 million in prizes with your first deposit. That's code locked on only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit is required. Deposit bonus requires a 25 time playthrough. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Hey guys, it's Joe Marino. Being around sports media and a fan of the Buffalo Bills for a lifetime has taught me that sometimes it's exploring the sliding doors moments and what if scenarios in sports. That can be the best part of the fan experience. What if the Seahawks let Marshawn run on the one-yard line with the Super Bowl on the line? Or could a coin flip have landed Magic in Chicago, Michael in L.A., and made Charles Barkley the first black president? Enter Wondery's newest sports show, Alternate Routes, a weekly leap into the sports multiverse with former Sports Center anchors Trey Wingo and Kevin Frazier. Each week on the podcast, Trey and Kevin will pry open the sliding doors of a different what-if moment from the world of sports. In these alternate sports realities, dynasties will fall, legacies will change forever, and new goats will emerge. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts, and you can listen to Alternate Routes early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Plus. So NFL fans around the country were, I guess you could say, treated lightly uh, to the opening action. Finally, the NFL season is back. They open up on Thursday Night Football, which we know is always terrible, with the Chicago Bears and the Green Bay Packers. You open up with a divisional matchup, which is just a horrible idea, honestly. They should really stop opening up the season with divisional matchups and really just go for those non-division games that two teams are unfamiliar with one another, things like that, as opposed to you know dealing with these divisional matchups. Matchups where the teams know each other so well and they end up playing these kinds of games. So you end up getting a final score of 10 to 3 that it featured 17 punts, 9 from the Packers, 8 from the Bears. The Bears only had 12 total drives. They punted 8 of their 12 drives. The Packers punted 9 of their 13 drives. This is just a horrible game. One touchdown pass that came and I believe it was the Packers first drive of the second quarter after doing absolutely nothing in the first quarter. And then after that it just went back to being stale, nothing happening at all. This is a game that featured combined less than 500 total yards, less than 100 rushing yards combined, less than 400 passing yards combined, and both teams averaged less than four yards per play total. 3.7 for the Packers, 3.9 for the Bears. This is just an atrocious 
offensive showing. And I know a lot of people like to talk about how, you know, defensive games are fun and things like that. I was talking with Tyler McClatchy from over at All Saints Considered about this on Twitter yesterday. This was not a defensive struggle. This was a horrible offensive showing, an offensive offensive showing, if I will, uh, by both of these teams. This was just a trash game. So when you look at the slow start that both of these teams got off to, you want to ask, how do the Saints avoid doing that? What can the Saints do to make sure that they're not hindered by that same kind of start? Well, first of all, the big thing that everyone's pointing to when it comes to the Packers is that the reason why they didn't get off to a very hot start here is because of the fact that they're under a brand new offense and none of their starters played in the preseason. Aaron Rodgers had no preseason snaps in his new offense, nothing like that. And I get that 100%. I could see that being the problem. But what's the issue with Chicago's offense? Well, there's a lot of issues with Chicago's offense, and we know that. So when you look at it, it, you don't necessarily have to worry about the Saints falling into the same trap. It's not a divisional game. They're not installing a new offense. They're not horrible on the offensive side of the ball. They have an actual quarterback, unlike the Chicago Bears, who deal with Mitch Trubisky still. Uh, so when you look at that, those same identifiers are not something that you should be concerned about when it comes to the Saints playing uh, their opening game. However, let's let's entertain the conversation a little bit. In each of the Saints' last five week one games opening up the season, they've scored at least 30 points three times, 40 points last year, one time, and then the other two games, they scored 19 points. It's, you know, not 30, but also not 10 not three. So not terrible. The Saints offense doesn't usually have any trouble getting a hot start. I mean, Drew Brees comes out there. He knows this offense. He helped build this offense. And it's really just about the other guys executing around him. The big thing in terms about starting off strong that I'd like to see from the Saints this year, and that could really help them do that is going to be over on the defensive side, who have allowed at least 29 points in all five of those last five week one opening games. That is horrible. And that's been a big issue for the Saints in these opening games is the defense. Of course, we watched that be a problem with for them altogether 2014, 15, and 16. And then 2017 is when they allowed 29 points to the Vikings. 2018 last year was the 40 to 48 victory, or sorry, 40 to 48 loss to the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So for me, when we talk about what do the Saints need to start off hot, I need it to be over on the defensive side. I'm looking for the defense to step up and perform the way that the offense has shown that it can early on in the season. This is an offense that racked up 40 points last year with essentially one wide receiver, right? When you talk about how the Saints receivers look throughout the course of all of last season, their one steady guy was Michael Thomas. Ted Ginn Jr. was available during that game and he played during that game catching five passes and a touchdown but really your guy there was Michael Thomas he had 16 catches in that game for 181 yards and then behind him of course Alvin Kamara nine receptions for 112 both of which also scoring a touchdown so when you look at the production they really went out there with like a pair of guys and Drew Brees and then made it happen with a good offensive line this year you should see Ted Ginn Jr. get back into his rhythm you should see Keith Kirkwood Traquan Smith take a step forward Keith Kirkwood also was not on that injury report uh, that was e- either of the injury reports Thursday or today's. So that's good news. He's back getting in work. And then, of course, they're going to add Jared Cook and Latavius Murray to the offense, which should help them as well. So the offense, I'm not really worried about. It's the defensive side of the ball. They're the part that I want to see get a fast start. It's going to be a primetime game at home. It's going to favor the matchup at home. It's going to be, for lack of better terms, I guess, best case scenario, really, in terms of the environment that they're going to be playing in and the team that they're going to be playing in. 
playing against rather has you know chemistry issues with brand new players coming into their offense and defense they've got an a weak offensive line and they have you know a quarterback that can move around and that can extend the play so it's not going to be super easy but they're in a pretty good position here to get a good start for this team and to allow this defense to get a hot start so some of the ways that they're going to be able to do that is by winning some of those matchups that we talked about a few episodes ago particularly the secondary and the matchup with the wide receivers we'll talk a little bit more about that because we had a question from the locked on saints facebook group about that but also getting after the passer something that the saints did very well last season tied for fifth in the league in sacks and then you know playing against an offensive line that allowed an incredible amount of sacks uh, throughout the season as well so it's a good matchup for them but they're going to need to remain disciplined they're going to need to hold contain to make sure that deshaun watson can't escape and extend those plays because it's hard it's hard for a secondary to defend wide receivers during this these free play sort of freestyle moments it's tough to keep up with a guy that's just running around in loop-de-loops and swirls and then trying to just find his way open so the pass rush is going to be key in this game and that's going to be a big part of allowing the saints to start off hot i don't have any doubts that the saints offense will start off hot but if they don't that's going to be detrimental because this could quickly turn into a shootout and if it's and if it ends up being one-sided i guess it's not much of a shootout at all but they could end up you know one of these teams if their offense doesn't get clicking this could get ugly really quickly so we'll talk a little bit more about the texans on monday as i do a little bit of a deeper dive and uh, before our preview with karen loftus of the game but in terms of the saints starting off strong don't think you have to worry too much about the offense uh fingers crossed it's really the defense that i'm going to be keeping my eye out on all right coming up next we're going to take some questions from the locked on saints facebook group but before we do that let me ask you a quick question if you found a hundred dollars on the street would you pick it up or would you keep walking of course you take the money. So why do you keep picking winners and not betting on them? That's why I go to my bookie. It's fast, it's easy, and they pay when you win. And let's face it, where you're betting is just as important as who you're betting on. And I wouldn't be telling you guys to bet with them if they weren't the best. So do the smart thing. If you're going to bet this football season, bet with my bookie. Did you know that you can bet on games after kickoff? If the second half comes around and looks like your bet is going to lose, you can always just take the other side. And if you're the kind of guy that likes to bet a little and win a lot, you can try a parlay. If all of your picks come through, you'll multiply apply your winnings. And no matter how you bet, the NFL season is the best time of the year. Join now and MyBookie will double your deposit. Use promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, to activate that offer. That's promo code LOCKEDON. Visit MyBookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, y'all, let's wrap up today's show with some questions from you, the listeners, via the Locked on Saints Facebook group. If you want to join the Locked on Saints Facebook group, we'll be doing mailbags all throughout the year, all throughout the season, I guess I should say, as well as uh, going live there as well. So check it out, facebook.com slash groups slash Locked on Saints. Make sure you use plural groups there uh, in that second handle. So let's jump in. Michael Heaton comes through, homie from Philly. What's going on, big dog? Uh, first question here, after getting his contract, what are your expectations for Michael Thomas? 
promised this season stats-wise. So I know a lot of people, uh, you know, the guys on Good Morning Football, we're talking about him breaking uh, Marvin Harrison's receiving record, uh, which I believe is 147 catches. I think that's right, 147, 148, forgive me. Uh, but, you know, 140, up, upper 140s. And uh, talking about Michael Thomas breaking that record this year, I know a lot of fans probably want to hear me say that he's going to have 130 catches, 1,500 yards and all that. And, of course, I'd be more than happy to see that. But let me tell you, let me be real with you. I think he's around where he was last season, 100, say 120 catches maybe. I think he'll top 100 catches again. Uh, I think he'll top 1,300 yards, but maybe fall short of his 1,400 mark. Maybe he gets a little bit over where he is, where he was last year. Uh, but I think he's right around where he was last year. The only thing that I think is that he gives you more touchdowns this year. We saw nine from him last year. I think maybe we see him into the double digits for the first time in his career. And that's what you see him do with this new contract. You know, when he got the new contract, he was asked about, you know, if he believes, you know, how he feels, getting it and everything like that. And he said, look, first of all, I haven't gotten a check yet. Ha <laughs> ha. Uh, but also he mentioned that, you know, look, I got paid like I'm one of the best receivers in the league. Now I have to go out there and play like it. I have to play like I got paid. Not I'm getting, you know, to him, it's not about him getting paid for what he's already done. It's about him getting paid for what he's about to do. And I love that attitude because I think that that's exactly what fits in this culture uh, within the Saints locker room. And it's what you want to see from a winning mentality. So what I think about that is that maybe they don't pay you necessarily for the amount of catches that you're getting or the amount of yardage that you're putting up. They pay you to score points, get in the end zone and help your team win games. I think that's what Michael Thomas does this year. I could see him getting around 13 to 15 touchdowns this year. I'd love to see him score uh, a little bit more. Not that he hasn't scored enough, but I think that that could translate. That could be his translation in terms of him talking about going out there and playing like he got paid. Uh, Joseph comes in next. How do you see the corners matching up with this receiver group in Houston? Man, look, I think you're going to see ups and downs. I think you're going to see ups and downs. I think you're going to see points in this game that are going to be very frustrating. You're going to see them lose. Uh, not You're going to see them lose these wide receivers, but you're also going to see them get lost with that, you know, uh, Deshaun Watson being able to extend the play and then the receivers get the freestyle, like I mentioned earlier. That's hard to guard. That's hard to stop when those guys just start running around the field trying to get open. So you're going to see some things that are going to frustrate you. You're going to see some things that don't look great. But at the same time, I think you're going to see this secondary win out. I think you're going to see the secondary do enough to allow the offense to be in position to win this game. I think it's a high scoring game. I gave a score prediction the other day uh, on the podcast with the crossover Wednesday episode of 31 to 23, the Saints covering and, and getting their win. But I think that it is going to be you know a pretty high scoring game and it could be pretty back and forth for a while. And a lot of it's just going to come to come down to who can outlast who. And I think that this secondary looked so good, the starting secondary secondary and the starting defense looked so good when they were all on the field together in the preseason, which wasn't that much. And of course, that's only a quick glimpse. And I get that. And then this offense in the eight plays that the starting unit was out there, they just went down the field on their own will against a pretty good, uh, against a pretty good Jets defense. I'd, I'd put the Jets defense above the Houston defense any day right now. Uh, we'll see how they perform throughout the year, but you saw them perform well and you saw them work as a cohesive unit. I think that they'll continue to do that. But when it comes to the way that the secondary works out against this receiving group in Houston, like I said, it's going to be frustrating. You're going to see them lose some. You're going to see some things that are going to frustrate you, but I think that they hold on and that they make this work. And again, I see Marshawn Lattimore starting off uh, quickly and early, uh, pretty hot this season. Uh, Thorborn, Thorbjorn, excuse me, comes out with, uh, with two tight 
ends on the lineup, do you think that Zach Line takes up a roster spot at tight end three or Taysom Hill? Greetings from Denmark. Shout out Denmark. Love your name, by the way. Uh, I don't know. I don't think it's Zach Line. Zach Line's your H-back, your fullback guy that's going to be in the backfield. He's your lead blocker that's going to go out there and help open up some of those running lanes for Alvin Kamara. Uh, Coach Payton said that the reason why he was comfortable coming into the season with two tight ends was because of Taysom Hill, his quarterback three. Uh, shout out to uh, literally no other uh, football organization because no one else can say my quarterback three allows me to uh, carry only two tight ends uh, into the season. You'll never hear that from any of these other players, any of these other teams. So uh, I think it's really all about Taysom Hill being able to line up in line as well as out wide uh, as a receiver and then be able to maybe give them some versatility within that tight end position. And you can also put him out there as a blocker. He's been a successful blocker from the inline position as well, playing at tight end. Sean comes through Sean Sessions. He says, will the Saints finally get past their week one losing streak since 2014 and get a win? Hashtag who that who that to you too, Sean. I think they do. You can go one way or another here, right? You either go with the law of averages. Something's got to change. Eventually, it's got to break. Uh, you know, they got to buck this trend at some point. Five years has been long enough. Let's get a W in opening week action. Uh, also, you can bet with the trend and you could say, yeah, you know what? They stink. The the defense allows at least 29 points over the last five years at that uh, there you go know, in that week one week one spot. But again, I think the secondary is much improved from what they had available to them these last five years, getting uh, Eli Apple a full offseason with the team. Von Bell's really stepping up. Uh, Marcus Williams is looking good. Uh, Marshawn Lattimore is looking good. Demario Davis is running that defense and helping uh, communicate and get keep everything, you know, keep everything static, keep everything looking great there. I really do believe that you're looking at one of the best defenses that the Saints have assembled so far, uh, at least in recent history. Let me say it that way. This is no dome patrol, but you know, this is a really, really good defense. And I think that that defense does enough this week to help them get the win and then continue as we the trend that we've seen over the last two years continue to get better as the season rolls along and they build a better rhythm with one another and better communication with one another and then Dustin is going to finish us out today he comes with the last question should I feel guilty for starting Deshaun Watson in my fantasy league uh yeah Sure. If you're a Saints fan and you're starting a quarterback that's playing against the team that you love, you can feel guilty, but it doesn't mean that you're wrong. I would have started Deshaun Watson too if given the option, just based on everything that we've seen when it comes to the Saints in this opening, uh, in, in this opening game, in this, in these week one games. When you're playing fantasy, you go with the averages. You go with the averages, you go with the matchups, right? When it comes to the Saints team in opening action over the last five years, they've given up at least 300 passing yards and they've given up over 400 passing yards a couple of times during that time. So yeah, man, you go with the averages. And you can feel guilty because you're a fan and that's okay. But I think you're still, you still, I, I can't blame you for, for making the call, honestly. And I think that you'll see a lot of passing yards in this game. I don't know. I don't know about touchdowns, but I think you'll see a lot of passing yards in this game. So, all right, y'all, that's going to do it for today's episode. Enjoy the weekend. Enjoy the LSU Tigers getting a win in Austin, Texas, taking on the Longhorns this weekend. Let me get my Edo on. Hold up. <clears throat> Go Tigers. Yes, go for it, man. Have fun. Enjoy that game. We'll talk to you on Monday. We'll take a look, a little bit of a deep dive into the Texans at the beginning of the episode. Karen Loftus is coming through as well to help us preview the game. So we're going to have all that for you on Monday ahead of Saints game day. So excited. We'll change up the intro music, all of that to get you in the zone for Monday's big game against the Houston Texans. Look at me slapping my microphone. I'm so excited. All right, y'all, that is going to do it for me. Thank you so much for coming through. Once again, I am Ross Jackson. You can follow me on Twitter at Ross Jackson ASC. Hit me up. Let me know how the family's doing. Let me know how you're living. Let me know how you're mom and them. Tell your friends, family, and fellow Saints fans about the show. And be sure, if you have not already, to go ahead and subscribe. Drop that five-star rating and review. Thank you so much for all your support and for helping me grow this family. This has been Locked on Saints. And trust you, that nation, I'll holla at you. 
Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.